It's Cindy's Choice to be brave and make a difference. Cindy here. Thank you. Thank you for being here as I jump right back into my destitute to destiny story. Okay, where was I? I was like sharing about these chaotic relationships. Oh my goodness, y'all. And as I, as I ponder and process this more with you, man, this, this was so tough. You know, it wasn't just like, I really felt horrible that, you know, it wasn't just about me that I was in these horrible circumstances and there was no one to help me and I couldn't figure out a way to not like be a burden on someone else. But when, you know, I, I didn't want to take advantage of anyone. That's why, you know, so quickly I would ante up like, wait a minute, nah, you know, this is what's going on. And, but I mean, that just made them appreciate you. <laughs> and love you more because I was so honest and you know I cared about them and I didn't want to take advantage of them or, or lead them on a wrong trail and okay speaking of trails rabbit trail right now because you know think about it think about how I was conditioned as a child that is exactly what my mother did she didn't just exploit me she exploited men that was her game and that was what was demonstrated to me for so long and I'm just so thankful I don't understand what triggers you know, in a child and a person where, you know, some people just go become their parents, despite the dysfunction or, or what's wrong there. But I remember, you know, recognizing that about my mother and very, you know, making a very intentional decision. I don't want to be that. And quite honestly, I was not judging her. I knew my mom had her issues. I wasn't judging her about that at all. I understood that what she was doing was fear-based and that was, you know, the, I guess the way she'd learned to survive from an early age. But I, you know, I got out there and took care of myself from the get-go. I was running from relationships constantly. And, you know, in my marriage to the father of my children, I didn't, it was probably a lot what, you know, got us off to a bad start. I didn't want that marriage. I was ready to leave him. I got pregnant with my daughter. But once I, you know, and I kind of resisted there because, you know, I, I was ready to go. But what are you going to do? This, you know, I, I'm, I, I remember making that decision. Like, I love him. I mean, I'm recognizing we got some issues. But now this little baby's in the mix. And I got to commit to this. And bam, I committed. And I fully loved him and was fully committed to that marriage, you know, from that point on. But it's, it's very, very confusing because, okay, y'all, I'm about to, I'm about to reveal here. You know, I'm, I'm smarter than my mom. I could have played that game way better than her. She wasn't very good at it. You know, she would draw them in and, but she was just such, you know, such a psychopath, sociopath, narcissist, whatever, that you know, she'd wear them out real quick. She, she didn't, she, she played it up front really well. Miss Charismatic, Miss Wonderful, I love you, this is good. But once she got them in, oh my gosh, she would go to breaking them down. And which is like, now you see what I was doing. I was attracting people like my mother. I, uh, for some reason, and th I'm so thankful that I recognized not to be like that. But then I was, you know, kind of the polar opposite of that. So I was, I was messed up to the same degree in a different way, but 
the big difference a lot is that my heart stayed right. And I don't know what determines that. I just know I'm so thankful that I still had this empathy and this compassion and was trying my best to hold on to integrity and keep some standards and these ridiculous, demeaning, you know, very humbling circumstances. And it was wearing on me bad. And think about this too. All this time, I'm building my relationship with Christ. And you, you can just imagine the point I would got to like, okay, this... I'm giving up on this Christian thing. This, this isn't working. This is ridiculous. I'm trying so hard. I'm, I'm, I care so much. I'm doing my best to, to you know, to do the, my best by these people that are kind of supporting and helping me and brutalizing me. <laughs> Yet, I remember these times where there were long seasons of just kind of hanging in there, just hanging in there. And I can remember just being so hopeless and just thanking, thanking God. I was like, you know, I don't feel it right now, but I, I know you're there <laughs> and I'm going to keep trusting and believing that. And you're, you're going to have to get me back because this is, you know, this is ridiculous. How can I believe in a God that loves me and is going to take care of me and trust me when I'm going through everything I'm going through? I mean, you, you'll have to tune in. I, I've referenced this other series. Again, I, I just want to remind you. I think I've mentioned this before. You have to forgive me because I still do live radio and I have lots of conversations and I don't remember if I've shared this with you or who I shared it with, but I am going to do a separate series with my um, journey with Jesus story because I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to impose Jesus on people that aren't wanting to hear about that. And, you know, I hear you, the, the Christians are like, oh, don't be hiding Jesus. You know, you've got to cheer your testimony and so forth like that. I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that because I was there. I was that person, you know, for almost 40 years that saw all these really bad examples of Christianity and the tremendous hypocrisy. And I didn't want to hear about Jesus. And plus, I was carrying so much shame and guilt and blame and confusion. You know, it just was terrifying to me. It didn't I didn't want to be around these righteous people. It, um, it's just not that simple. And I'm not going to, you know, impose Jesus. I'm not going to hide the fact, you know, this part of my story. It's an authentic part of my story that's going to be revealed here. But I'm going to dig way deeper into that in another series. I don't want to, you're not my project. You're, I, I don't want you to come here so I can fix you <laughs> and, you know, and get you saved. And, you know, I, I, I'd love for everybody to get saved. I'd love for all of us to be in heaven together, but that's, that's not my agenda. So, uh, you Christians don't be too hard on me. Just go tune in to the other series and I'm definitely not going to hide Jesus, but I'm not going to dig deep into that. in in this particular series, I'm just trying to get the highlights to my story out there. So, you know, all through this, uh, uh, these years of gypsy style living and, you know, going through, these relationships and um, trying to survive, trying to survive. Um, I was trying my best to, you know, build my relationship with Christ. And it was confusing because I just couldn't imagine anything I could do any better than what I was doing. And so this relationship was a real tough one. I still didn't have my own you know, transportation. I still was dealing with major health issues. Then I go through two surgeries and one surgery was so complicated that they had done a couple of blood transfusions 
they had to close me up. And then I had to come back like four months later and go through a whole nother surgery so that because they couldn't complete the first one. So I, I went through uh, some major health issues uh, during this uh, a long couple of years. Um, and then, but what I was able to do here about that time is, you know, my best, um, I, my, I like to say that my want to became my have to because I'd always been entrepreneurial, even like like with the closing business and the, the multi-level marketing. Um, I was successful at that because it was kind of mine. I, I, you know, I was able to manage that and, and you know, get that going. But I'd always, um, my both of, with both of my ex-husbands, I hate admitting that, um, with both of my ex-husbands, you know, it was entrepreneurial. I'd supported them in entrepreneurial businesses. And it always just had this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, that's a lot why I would get promoted at jobs and so forth like that, because I took ownership. They trusted me to, to run things because I, that's, you know, I was inclined to do that. And so I knew I just had to get something going for myself. And this was in the down economy. Uh, like around 2010, we were still kind of, now it didn't hit quite as bad in Texas there in Houston. We had a decent economy during all that, but it was, people were still struggling. And I recognized that, you know, I'm not a contractor. I can't replans and build buildings, but I can, um, I, I understand the issues with construction. And I recognize that if I found the right crews, I know how to get out there and cultivate the relationships and earn the trust. And, you know, I could become a construction company. Now, of course, any, any person that I said anything like that to, especially uh, the gentleman that was taking care of me and did not want me to succeed because they wanted me to be trapped there, um, that, you know, they would have just rolled their eyes and like, yeah, ha ha, right. You're going to start a construction company. Well, I'm that type of person where when you tell me you can't, then just watch me. And that really wasn't my motivation, though. I had to get something going for myself. Uh, and I was still, like I said, major health issues and then surgeries on top of that, still trying to learn to manage this other health issue that would, you know, cause issue at times. But I was learning to manage that better for more extensive amounts of time. So I started cold calling um, till I found an opportunity. And it was kind of crazy how it happened too, because I was cold calling all these companies and, um, you know, looking for bid opportunities for construction. And I was getting like, you know, some warm leads and, and making some headway, not really getting anything secured. And I call this one company, they owned a lot of restaurants in town and somebody had told me something about they thought they were building another one. So I called the VP of the organization and, you know, I asked him if they were uh, bidding out the construction work on the next restaurant. And he goes, well, he said, we have a contractor that manages that for us. We're just hiring subs. And I'm like, well, I can help with that. And he goes, okay. I'll, and he just gave me like the general contractor's number. So I call him and, you know, told him that, you know, I could help him with subcontractors. He goes, oh, I need a lot of help. I still need this, this, and this. So he agrees to meet me and show me the plans and show me what he needs. And I end up being able to bid out the audio video, which it was like a big restaurant sports bar. So there was a ton of audio video. I got the plumbing work and um, the signs, the three really major projects on the job. No, I didn't get plumbing on that one. I got, I can't remember. I got three of the subcontractor jobs on that restaurant. Um, it'll come to me and I'll spurt it out here later. But I was in business. 
I just gotten, but I, now I had to go find an, a trusted audio video company that would bid, you know, work it within my bid and me still make a little money. And then also, you know, the same with the sign company. And oh, the other was like, we did some, we got the job to, they needed a door added in the back. Like we had to cut a door in and, and do like a lot of, and I got that project as well. So I had to find people I could trust because I'm not a contractor. Like that's a, a like a major liability in that business, major liability. So, you know, contractors, they know the work. So before they give a subcontractor a check, they can go look and make sure you did what you're supposed to do before you they give you a check and they don't risk you running off and you know, a, with a lot of work still needing to be done and no money to get it done. But so I had to get people I could really trust because I couldn't look at the work. And um, we had three successful projects. And before you know it, they had you know other restaurants coming. I got to bid those. Um, they had me handling maintenance on their HVAC and their plumbing for all their other restaurants. And I was a construction business. Now we'll dig into this more as I start, you know, talking about business. Y'all, this is just crazy that, you know, Houston, Texas, and you know, we're talking major good old boy network in the construction industry, the down economy. And here this little, you know, homeless girl with no contacts, you know, no capital, no car. I mean, I'll, I'll give you more of the details about how I pulled this off another time. But then I also had like these other men working against me, including the person that I was trying to get away from. Uh, Cause you know, I mean, I'm in his house. So I tried to like give him some of the work and uh, I would send him on a job, which this is a win-win like, okay, I'm going to make some money here. You know, I can do my thing. Uh, I'll use you. And you now this is kind of a win-win. Well, the, the, like whoever had hired me, they'd call me back and tell me about how he was trying to you know, get them to utilize him and, and not use me and so forth like that. So there was some craziness there. And it, it was really scary um, getting away. Um, you know, the police were involved a few times. And um, I thought I was going to be killed a couple of times, you know, with the violence before I could get out of there and being able to acquire a vehicle and get a business going. And it's so crazy because like my daughter comes back into the picture at this time because she'd been out there on her own little kind of adventure and she ended up like back there within this dysfunction and I was kind of able to, we kind of escaped together, but then we ended up on our, our split paths again. That's a whole nother story when she's ready, when she's ready to share that one, we'll share that one together. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here fascinated, like, I really did that. I really started a construction business in Houston, Texas, in the down economy. I was the only female contractor, commercial contractor, that we could ever recognize in that area. And what was crazy was other, um, I got lots of referrals from other major contractors started hiring me. And and there's some, oh, I, when I can share more about that, there, it, um, the things that came against me trying to get that going. Um, it's just, you know, and I was honest with them. I'm like, look, you know, I'm not the expert, but my guys are. And I just built this, uh, you know, I was like, I, I focus on the prospects. They focus on the projects. But major developers in town were referring me for other contracts, uh, other contractors and so forth, saying, hey, Cindy's not the expert, but you can trust Cindy. She'll get it done. She's got great guys. And then, you know, it just grew from there because, you know, I had a plumber. I had an HVAC guy. So they call me, hey, I, I need window work done. Have you got a storefront guy? I'm like, no, but let me get one. Well, they knew I wasn't going to jump on Craigslist and just get 
the you know first guy I could find, they knew that that took something off their plate. I'd go dig in and find somebody really good. And it, it's, I was kind of taking something off their plate in a time when their budgets were cut because of the down economy. They'd had to cut a lot of their help. And then I was helping the subs out tremendously because there wasn't as much work. And with me full time focusing on the work, it was great. It was a great blend. But I couldn't grow. And it was frustrating. But this got me, listen to me, this got me out on my own. And I was still kind of in like transitional living. Like I would rent in someone else's home. You know, I, I couldn't go invest in getting completely set up. But I was able to get a truck. I got my own vehicle. And I was living independently. Oh, my gosh, this gets me emotional. This, oh, my gosh. You know, finally, finally. But I was still like, you know, this was huge. But I, I couldn't grow. And I still had my health issues that I was trying to manage. And I was still dealing with, um, and again, we'll dig into this more another time with the kinds of things uh, that I was dealing with and the kinds of things that were coming against me. Very, very competitive environment but I couldn't grow because um you know to, to how do you grow a business you duplicate yourself well I'm not a project manager so I couldn't like duplicate myself by hiring more project managers to and when I had all these contractors that wanted to partner with me oh boy I was popular like look at man that yeah, you we need partner they saw that you know they saw my value until they saw my value until it got down to the dotted line because I'm like partner means 50 50 right well they like okay we need to partner you know like if you focus on the marketing where you're so strong and I can get us more guys and this and that but when it got down to the bottom line they didn't want a partner they wanted me they wanted what I had they you know they wanted me to work for them no way my confidence comes from me I know what I will deliver I know what I promise and I know the guys that I have I can trust them but it was very limited of how many subcontractors I could trust to that degree. So I couldn't grow my health. There was a lot of other issues. My health, I had some issues there that pulled me away from work. But I remember uh, um, there was, yeah, I had like 15 opportunities to bid jobs at once. And I could only accept a couple of the offers. And um, I, I think I took three, which was brave because I could really only manage two jobs. And I took three of them, and one of them got postponed right away. I thought, oh, I'm glad I took three. Well, something happened with the other two. So I called back on some of the others. They're like, ah, oh, Cindy, you know, we've already offered, you know, those bids. We'd love to have you, but we've already, you know, closed those. And it was just, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take on enough work by myself. Because when I would try to add other contractors, they weren't trustworthy. And that was starting to tarnish my reputation. And I thought, I can't. I can't keep this up. I can't just exist marginally because I was just making a living. I wasn't really growing and building any capital. And that's that's not safe in that in that industry especially because if something does come unexpected or sideways, you that you, you know, you've got to assume that liability and then you're in trouble. So, um but it, you know, it was a big step of progress and I just kind of I don't know how to explain it. I got really sick. My daughter was in <laughs> a terrible accident and I dropped everything to take care of her for a couple of months and I'd been struggling and been sick anyway and um oh one of the um I was one of the only like we had three approved contractors in Houston Texas for HD supply and me 
I was called Victory Contractors. I was one of those. So when I kind of let them know, I was kind of really kind of needing to let my construction business go. And they offered me a job and a good job. And I knew better. I knew it wasn't a good fit for me. I knew it wasn't a good fit for my health. And, you know, I, I was kind of resistant at first, but I, I was having to let my construction business go. What was I going to do? So I go through the interview process. I get hired two months in. I mean, I could tell almost immediately my health started tanking. I wasn't keeping up. And two months in, I'm, I'm too sick. Um, I ended up, you know, losing that job. I was fired. But I wasn't like, I remember they were kind of, they, they felt so bad because they loved me. They knew I was a really good contractor. And they were so relieved when they saw how relieved I was because I felt horrible. I should have never taken that job. I knew better. I knew my health would not allow it. And, um, you know, it, at that point, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to go waste anybody else's time. I'd gotten away from the construction business enough that it just, um, it didn't make sense to to keep that going and again we'll dig into all that deeper another time but i ended up a, a longtime friend of mine in dallas she was going through a, a really terrible divorce of someone she was married to for like over 30 years and so i started the kind of the couch surfing thing again and i went and stayed with her for a while and kind of like supported her then i, I ended up back in houston stayed with another friend who was going through some stuff and supported her and this is where i have to you know in the um, I'll, I'll dig a little bit more into this, but this is kind of the segue where I kind of get led back to Chattanooga. And yeah, I spent a year just kind of gypsy style living again, just kind of on a bit of a pilgrimage. Like, what do I do? You know, I, I finally, you know, got something going, but you know, getting something going that I couldn't manage and couldn't grow. It's one, I'm a starter. I can get things started. But managing and growing something for the long term, that's a big challenge, as is for all businesses. Uh, that's why 85% of small businesses don't succeed. So this was a, a really, um, a really like tough spot to be. I'd, I'd finally kind of broke free and done something. Here I am, gypsy style living, you know, and not, not staying too long here or there. Don't want to overstay my welcome. And uh, I get led in a really interesting uh, direction, which brings me back to Chattanooga, Tennessee. So you're going to have to tune in to the next segment. And uh, here's where the, the story gets really interesting. And um, we get down to the point where I end up literally, I had to face the streets. I, I just, I had to break the cycle. But y'all, oh my goodness, what, what it took to be able to do that. So tune in to the next segment as I keep sharing this destitute to destiny story. And you know what I'm going to leave you with? I'm going to leave you with love. I love you. And I want to encourage you to lead with love and seek first to understand. And go make good choices. <laughs>